Welcome to Cheers to Pop Culture, where we enjoy ourselves some brew and cheers to our love of the pop culture world and talk about the latest news and happenings around the pop culture world. Cheers. Hello and welcome into the Cheers to Pop Culture D&D Quest. Uh, I am your Dungeon Master, Devin, and as always, I have with me, JC. Hello. Playing the role of Clamper Rasmorn in our D&D Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also got Cornhole here, uh, playing the role of Cornelius. Dave, how's it going? Good, man. How are you guys? Oh, man, I'm good. Good. Fantastic. Well... We're here again at the table where you guys have virtual dice and I use real dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In this world of dragons and elves and, and warlocks and whatnot. But before we get into the recap of last episode, let's talk about what we're drinking. Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. Uh, I am drinking a Avid Cider Apple Stardust. What's uh, the Stardust? I, I don't know. It's it's star fruit. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's, that it's, makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's just an apple cider with star fruit, but they call it apple stardust. Um, it, it, eh, not my favorite, but, you know, when you accumulate as much beer as I accumulate uh, from my <laughs> You're job. You're bound to have bad ones. Yeah, so, and, but so, and sometimes you just, you know, in, in, in the day and age of hashtag COVID-19, we're not having as many parties um True. as usual and that's usually my time to offload the beers True. i don't like so <laughs> and and with no you know football season i know this is for our, our more our other podcast that we do quack talk um that's another time where i offload some of the beers True. i don't like uh onto people we tailgate with so yeah so now i'm forced to drink it you know it's not horrible but they no just, no no they, let's they, let's let's preface they this make, with they make offload is like uh it's not like it's terrible beer it's yes. just that you don't prefer it yes there's uh many other beer or ciders in this case from them that mm-hmm. i would i would rather drink um mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other beers in my beer fridge um and just laying or sprawled across my fucking garage right now that i uh am not looking forward to drinking but i will have to drink it happens yeah. or you could always offload them to your favorite gnome <laughs> I can't. Which, speaking of, what are you drinking over there, Gnome Cornhole? Well, this is something he brought me a couple uh, weeks ago. Not the last time he was at my place to do technical difficulty, you know, uh, issues. But this was a uh, Fort George Rock Paper Sterling, or um, the name under the can is Crosby Sterling. Officially, is the name of the beer. That was the one I brought over for technical difficulties is it, it i is, thought it I, is. I thought you only brought me i thought you only brought me the um the noise nope that was the you got him flip-flopped that was the previous time where i just dropped off stuff time is a oh no time. actually no that would no no nope you got it wrong both times kind of i got i, I brought you both of those for the technical for difficulty technical. yeah but uh, we but the the okay. noise one was warm and the the Fort George one was cold because I got it from the store. That's so. why we drank the Fort George yep. that time, and I drank the noise next time. Yep. Got it. There you go, okay. buddy. Makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Devin? I'm drinking a Dream Pop by Modern Times. I almost grabbed that one. I I have a what 
can is it or what what it's flavor the it's the blueberry coconut vanilla which is so good um is it a what what color is the can blue and green yep i almost grabbed that one i so good. i i saw that one first and but it was like you know because it's a 16 ounce can so it was kind of level with all the other ones i just saw the mm-hmm. top and then the avid one was sitting on top of another can so it was taller so i was like eh I'll just get rid of that one first, I guess. But if this podcast goes longer, and if I slam this down, I'll probably end up going and getting that uh, tasty dream pop. Because mm, 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 so I've never, good. I've never had a coconut beer. I would love to try that. Oh, this fuck. Is a, so it's an IPA, so it's super light. So yeah. it's not like a. Usually, you get it in like a stout mm-hmm. or a porter. It, but this is in an IPA with some fruit. Yeah, and it is so oh, good. If I can remember, if I can remember the. I had a, it was like an eighty dollar bottle. Oof. It was one of those. It was it was the magnums. Remember those those fucking tall ones? Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. the um. It was the stone. Fuck. It was a stone collab with someone else to celebrate their uh, brewery opening up in Germany. Um, and it was like a, they did like twelve different beers, and I think it was the first one that they did was like an imperial coconut stout or something like that and it came in a giant magnum bottle and mm. oh so good one of the best coconut beers i've ever had in my entire life yeah i would love to try that next time i'm at a tailgate and you guys have one of those so i sure. they definitely don't make it anymore so i can't oh. get you i can't get you that, that, well, that, that one. one that yeah. one he's, he's, the, I think he's talking in general. dream dream pop um yeah dream pop i could I, i'll throw one in your next bag if i i think i have a couple left but they make them um, year-round, but it's different. They change, oh, they don't they, make the coconut ones anymore? No, they change up the flavors. Mm-hmm. Like, dream, uh, like it's like okay. your, um, you know, like your, like your Fields of Green, where the name's mm. the same, but the beer changes because they, they use different hops and whatnot. Um, so gotcha. they, they make Dream Pop year-round, but they'll mix up a couple of the flavors. I've had three or four yeah. different versions it's, of Dream Pop. It's like, I, it's like I said, I've never had a coconut flavored beer before mm-hmm. so i would like to i would it sounds i i personally don't like coconut but that's not to say it's like we talked about last uh podcast uh quack talks where you said uh foods that you don't like but you do like grape yeah. flavored stuff me and jc both hate yep. but right. we both right. will but we both will eat grapes yep so i'm curious to see as if since i hate coconut will i like coconut flavored beer depending right. on the beer because i'm the same way like I don't like anything coconut. I don't like the fruit. I don't like the any any sort of candy. Yeah. Um, don't same. like coconut water, coconut milk, none of that stuff. Um, but there's a lot of good coconut flavored beers. Great. Well then I'm sure if you are that same way and you like it, then I will like it too. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. But with that, let's the dungeon master take over and we'll get into this uh into this uh, D&D sesh. For sure. All right. Well, we're back into the, well, any show news, anything to bring up before we jump into this one again? Uh, the usual shout out to uh, yeah, my boy, Jeremy, AKA donkey Dean 24. Uh, you can find him on Twitch, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, he live streams Tuesdays and Wednesdays, seven and 9 PM uh, Pacific time um, or West coast time. If you're Stu Gotts. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's already made us, um, quack talk shirts for our, our other podcasts that the three of us do. Uh, and he has 
every single show logo that we have made, uh, whether that's uh, Quack Talk related or Cheers to Pop Culture related uh, for his uh, printing press. And we will have Quack Talk uh, shirts. Actually, by the time this comes out, we will already have Quack Talk Mm -hmm. shirts out for sale. And I would assume uh, Cheers to shirts would be uh, down the line sometimes eventually uh, for sale. So stay tuned on that. But yeah, check them on out um, on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, all that fun stuff at uh, or at HendoWare um, at gmail.com. As always, capital H and W. Cool, cool. All right. I guess we'll jump into the recap. So last episode, we landed in the town of Dracoberry Bay on Rasmorn, our, our good friend Rasmorn's back. Um we went into town to get her medical attention as she got injured from our encounter with Dogrith and escape from Dogrith. Um, we went into town, got some medical attention by going to the Capitol building, and we met uh, Pam there, who who very kindly went and got the doctor sent out to Rasmorn for us. Um, and then we took kind of a mini tour of of. Dracoberry. We we went well we'll we'll complete the tour today with the dock building, but but we went to the Cool Tortoise Tavern and we met our, our Clamp's good friends, Quint and Long John. Yes. <laughs> in a, in the nautical themed tavern that it is. And uh spoke to some humans. Uh Cornelius did the bulk of this work as he wanted to speak with his kind, I guess, and, and, and try to infiltrate and get some information. Uh, I spoke to some humans, found out about the rumor of a treasure hoard in the, like, north of Dracoberry, in between Dracoberry and um, Longview. Or no, Lakeview. Not Longview. Lakeview. Um, and convinced them that if we were wanting to go, that they would split the treasure if we got it to go with them. Um, And we found out that we could use this treasure hoard to help in the war effort of keeping Dracoberry Bay safe from the Dogrith, possible Dogrith invasion. Um, We then went back to the Capitol building and we are in the office now of a figure that we referred to basically as father for the entire last episode. <laughs> uh, and and said uh, goodnight to Pam as well as she was clocking off for work. And we are standing in front of uh, quote-unquote father who, who decided to look up from his papers for two seconds and acknowledge that his son is home. So that is where we are now. Anything you'd like to start with, Clamp, or do you want me to kick it off for you, buddy? Hello, Father. What are you doing here, Clamp? Duh, you know, just coming back from a quest over at uh, Everburn. Yes, I heard about this um, excellent quest you went on. Yes, yes, it was uh... it was excellent, Father. Quite excellent. Um. Well, glad you didn't get uh, Rasmorn killed. I appreciate that. I did not mean for her to go and chase after you. Um, but she took it upon herself to try to even the debt and save you. Well, that's me lady. Uh, 
every time you say that. It, I don't know why she went and saved you at all. Every time. Be- again, Father, because she's my lady. Okay, great. Uh, what do you do? No, no. Hi, yeah. Who are your Who are your friends here? Ah, well, Sorry. this. Um... You speak there, uh, human. Yes, I think. Yes, shut up, uh, shut up, gnome. You, you don't disrespect friends. father like that. Ah, father, this is my gnome friend, um, Cornelius Cobb. Uh, he he's an average marksman um, and just a hell of a guy. Seems tall to be a gnome, but I think I get what you're getting at. Yeah. What about what about the pointy ear? Ah, well, the pointy eared fella can drink like me, father. Hell of a guy, also. His name is Pierre. All right, Pierre, you must be from the north then. And Pierre looks at him and just nods. Okay. So what are you again? What are you doing here? Oh, you know, just relaxing. We. Hoisted a few over at um, the turtle, the tortoise, if you will. Yeah. And Did you uh, say hi to Quint. Oh, me? of course, always. Okay. And uh, we're gonna go check out uh, check out uh, Long Rods. We're not Long Rods. Sorry, that's I mean, that's <laughs> my nickname. I was like, Long Rods. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my Tinder name, Father. Sorry, um, <laughs> or Grinder if you're Cornelius over there. Um, yeah, we're gonna go check out Long Johns uh, over at the dock. And see if he's got anything for us. All right, well, tell Long John I said hello. Um, are you, I'm assuming you're leaving again because you usually don't stay home for very long. Of course. Well, where are you going this time? Uh, it's top secret, Father. We, I'm not allowed to uh, divulge that information quite yet. Great. Well, I guess I'll hear it from all your friends like I normally do. Indeed. Is there anything else I can help you with? Because I'm a little busy. Nope, that is it. Some some money would be nice. Some money would be nice. He looks over at Cornelius, and he says, "I'm sure Long John is going to take care of you. I don't need to step into that, sir." It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Okay. Seems kind of odd that you come into a foreign place and just ask for money, but okay. Well, you know me long enough. That's very, very on. Knowing, uh, knowing on full well, knowing full well that we are struggling with money, which is why I'm assuming Clamp is here and leaving again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, great. So tell Wong John I said hello and. and Father looks back down at his papers and gets back to work, blatantly ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we going to Long John's? Cornelius, Cornelius, yeah, yeah, Cornelius is done. Okay. With father. So Cornelius starts to walk out the room. Uh, if you two would like to follow, that's fine. They, yeah. uh, I mean, Cornelius, you never really... I introduced you to himself, but, I mean, we never got father's... Real name. <laughs> we don't need. We don't need fa- father. Is father. I mean, father can also be father with a real name, Cornelius. <laughs> if you would like I mean, to give, I mean, you're us your you're you're gnome, but you're also Cornelius. If you would like to give father's name to the rest of us, that's great. I personally don't care. 
Pierre looks at Cornelius and Clamp. Are you are you actually arguing, or is this yes. an out of no? I, I, no. I, we, I we, we are. We are. Yes, I we are arguing. Cornelius Cornelius doesn't care about father's name. Got it. Well, before you left, anyway, there's a giant nameplate on his desk that does say Briseis Rasmorn. Ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> Governor to Dracoberry Bay, first of his name, all that jazz, all on this tiny little nameplate. Excellent. All Great. Can we go now? Yes, gnome. We can. Go. Oh, he didn't give you money, so now you're trying to leave really yeah. quickly. Got T- it. Typical gnomes. No, no, no. Just, I'm ready to get on with the adventure. So, yeah. More important things. Well, we all go. Are we going to Long John's then? Yep. All right. Yep. So we trudge out of the Capitol building. Pam is long gone by now. Uh, and we go up to the Dockmaster's building. Um. Despite it being a little bit later in the day, there still seems to be a pretty good bustle of traffic in and out of the building. Uh, this building's rather large. It's sort of an oddity in town as it also has wall-to-wall windows around the entire building. So you can see what's going on inside. Um, and through those, you see it to be like a small marketplace situation. Um, I'm assuming we're all going in. Yes. Because, obviously. Uh Let's roll a perception then, so you can kind of get the full view or uh, ask, ask any questions. I rolled a 19 with my plus 3, so I'll be 22. Perfect. And right. I got a 13. Okay. And then plus, uh, uh, I'm plus 1. Yes, yeah, so 14. 14. Okay. Well, the first thing that strikes you when you walk in is the smell of fish. Uh, fish straight from the sea, not fried fish, and how noisy it is. Um, you hear shouting, all different colors of dragonborn are around shouting. You hear humans and dwarves even and see them shouting. Uh, they all seem to be haggling and and trying to make deals uh, with customers quickly so that they can move on to the next customer. Um, there are stalls and booths in rows all situated in a way that customers can walk around and shop, uh, like in a typical marketplace. Uh, based on the smell, you assume today is uh, seafood day, but you also see a, other sellers with weapons, odds and ends, clothing, etc. Um, and at the back of the building, you see a room that overlooks the entire sales floor uh, with a staircase that leads up to it. And in the window, you see our friend Long John. So what would we like to do, fellas? Well, let's go up and talk with I, Long John. Before, while Clamp does that, mm-hmm. I would like to peruse the weapon shops and okay. see if I can find any cool weapons that pique my fantasy. Okay. So I will deal with Cornelius first then. Okay, so you, you go over to the weapons, and it seems to be pretty normal fare. Um, daggers... Clubs, axes, hammers, you know, maces, crossbows, all that sort. Uh, long swords, great swords, simtars. Um, if I remember right, you have pretty good weapons, so I don't know if you're going to be able to find anything down on the sales floor necessarily. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I have a longbow, which is a plus eight, and um, then a short sword, which is a, a plus six, and. I was looking, you said crossbows. I was mm-hmm. looking for another long distance, um, for a long distance attack weapon. 
Sure. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, my interest is peaked at the crossbow. Okay. Uh, crossbow is going to do the same amount of damage that your longbow is going to do. Uh, no. Well, so there's a hand crossbow and a heavy crossbow. So okay. the heavy crossbow is the big one. Um, it's a two-handed weapon, obviously. Uh, slightly shorter range than your longbow, but pretty long, and it does a 1d10 damage. Okay. And my longbow only does 1d8, so that's good. Um, how much is that price? Do you have that for me? I do. Uh, it's 50 gold pieces, and you have, I can't remember, 33? Six, I have six. I have 65. 65, okay. Uh, and you can also roll to haggle if you would like to. Great. Um... I I ask Pierre, okay, as a as a gentleman of, I think higher learning than the two of us, Clampton, <laughs> and, okay. and and Cornelius. What do you think I should do? Well, Pierre looks at the crossbow, looks at your longbow. You have a pretty good longbow, but the crossbow would be nice. Um, it is heavy, but I mean, you could do some pretty good damage with it. Um, and it's not that much different than your longbow other than having to carry it, which is heavier. So if you could talk them right. down from 50, I mean, I would go for it. Great. Um, so I go up to the merchant, and I... Um, what should I roll for a, a haggle? I want to offer him uh, 30 gold pieces for okay. this. Uh, do a persuasion for me. It's that that's a D twenty, right? D twenty. Yep. I rolled a natural twenty. Perfect. So he goes, thirty would be fine. You've been one of my only customers today. Seafood day is one of the shittiest days for me. Fantastic. So I would like to purchase this heavy crossbow and add okay. it to my. Perfect. So uh, go ahead and take off thirty gold pieces for me. Um, and add that crossbow. Fantastic. Which is also going to be a plus 8. It'll be a 1d10 damage instead of a 1d8. Okay. Uh, so with that done, uh, Clamp, you're going to go up and talk to Long John? Yeah. All right. So you walk up the staircase, and Long John beams when he sees you because he's had a couple beers. Uh Ah, I wasn't sure you were going to show up, Clamp. Good to see you. Good to see you. Ah, I would never miss out on the opportunity to chat with you again, Long Long John. Almost said Ron well, again. What, what are you looking for? I know you're going out. What are you looking for? Anything and everything. Uh, we're, we're thinking about uh, partaking on another quest, and we need, we need to reload a little bit. Okay. Me, me well, and my friends. Well, what what kind of stuff are we talking here? Like, what kind of quest are you talking here? Ooh, sorry, Long Jaws. Got right. a top secret. All right. Well, what kind of what what kind of gear do you think you'd need to tra traverse whatever you're traversing? I should say. Um, that's a good question. I'll. I mean, well, I'll hook you up with the normal travel stuff. A uh, couple rhinos with some water and rations and all that stuff, but. Um, anything in particular you're looking for outside the normal rations and water stuff? Uh, did did Pierre follow me up, or did he follow? He, he followed. No. Well, after 
Cornelius's encounter, Pierre followed you up there, and he's coming in late. Okay. Well, hey, uh, let's let's ask Pierre and see what see if, if he knows exactly what we might need. Okay. Also, Pierre looks at you and he goes, "Well, me and Cornelius have torches and rope and all that stuff. Um, I know oh, you don't. I have, but I have a leg." You have what? I have a leg. You oh yes, you have a leg <laughs> and some nutrient meat, cougar yes. meat. Yep, a little, uh, little bit of meat and some and one leg. You have uh, oh, and then you started with a scholar like you had a scholar's uh, situation going on. So you have like paper and pens and yes. stuff. Um, well, so then like let's get you a rope thrown in there. Um, probably like a. I don't know, a, a miner's pick or something. We are. Yeah, sounds good. Possibly going to need that. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're. I think we're pretty well up as long as he hooks us up with, uh, you know, all the all the basics to keep us from dying in the desert. Yeah, which which would be nice. Oh, long Long John always takes care of us. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a good dude. Well. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, maybe uh, maybe like a hammer, a miner's pick. No, Cornelius already has a hammer so and a crowbar, so just a miner's pick, I think. We should be okay. Maybe some chain? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Okay, well, that's all I got. If you... Well, uh, Clamp, you want to look at any any stuff downstairs? Nah, I'm good. Cornelius, is, Cornelius, I I am a bit intrigued. You said something about throwing away or possibly selling one of your items. I huh? do have a short sword, um, and I do have a moon touched great sword. You do. I'd like to, I would like to replace that short sword or sell or throw away that short sword so I can move it to the top of my weapons stash. You want to move the the great sword to the top, is what you're saying? Yes, yes. So I can have a longbow, a great sword, and now a crossbow. So and you're selling a short you're selling a short sword, or do you want to keep it? I will. I'll I'll keep it for later. I don't need to sell it right this second. Yeah, you can you can swap it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, What is the plus, and then what is the dice on that one? For your great sword. Mm-hmm. Plus six and one d eight. Okay. Fantastic. That's all I needed. Clamp's got a longsword and a dagger. And leather armor and all that stuff. I think uh, I think we're good to go. I'm trying to think if uh, Pierre needs anything. And I don't think he does. So I think we're good to go as long as Long John wants to hook us up with all the stuff. Sounds good to me. All right, so uh, we we all shake Long John's hand. I'm assuming um, on our way out, and he says, "Where where should I send all the stuff?" Send it to my house. Uh, no, 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 no. The capital, the capital is yeah. where we're meeting the group. <laughs> yeah. Of. yeah, yeah, Cornelius, uh, his house. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, is the capital his house? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on, catch up, Corey. 
That's a good one. He must be new here. <laughs> all right. I'll send it all to the house uh, in the morning. Yeah? Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. So we all leave. Yeah, we're done with the marketplace? Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything we want to do before morning strikes? Are there any, um, like in Everburn, are there any uh, places of business that we visited before Dogworth decided to... Are you asking Are you asking Clamp, or are you, David, asking me? I am asking, <laughs> I am asking Clamp. Oh, okay, great. <sighs> Gnome, this is a fantastic city with uh, one... Of them establishments. All right. Let's head to that one establishment. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so we head to this um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> undisclosed establishment. Mm-hmm. Undocumented, if you will. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> On the outskirts of town. Um, and... You see, uh, it's a, it's it's a nondescript building. It doesn't have a giant sign like the you know the the cool tortoise. And uh, I'm assuming Cornelius is going to go in and, and partake. I am a lonely. I am a lonely half human. So yes. Okay. Uh, Pierre stops at the door and says, "I am not going in there again. No." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go sleep with the tortoise. Thank you very much. Yes. And leaves. Yes. I, I, I will, the clamp will also follow Pierre. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming Pierre and clamp go to the tortoise, have some more ale and go to sleep. Indeed. And Cornelius is going to go partake in the, um, <clears throat> uh, under, underside of the world in which we are all living currently. Mm. Would I be correct in saying that, Cornelius? You would be very correct. Perfect. Okay. Dawn breaks. Do you, Cornelius, do you stay there overnight? I'm assuming you do. I do, yes. Perfect. I arise um, feeling much, much more invigorated than before. Uh, very confident, if that's even possible. <laughs> very uh, more, even more confident? <laughs> than before <laughs> and I head toward the capital to meet my fellow uh, humans um, on the beginning of their quest well first you need to give the madam three oh, on the way oh, out fantastic. fantastic I will even leave I will even leave a two two gold pieces tip um, so I, was gonna, I was gonna recommend uh, that for five, her five even for her pain and suffering Pain and suffering. Hazard pay. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'd recommend so we... 10 for having to take your 7 and a 7 foot 7 inch schlong but <laughs> you weren't there. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm assuming Clamp and Cornelius, or Clamp and Pierre, although drinking late into the night and staying at the inn, are still up and 
there before Cornelius gets there because Cornelius, feeling great about himself, wanted to savor the moment. So Clamp and Pierre are already in front of the Capitol with the rhinos next to the humans with their horses and whatnot uh, as, as Cornelius strolls up. I stand next to both Pierre and, and Clamp, but I also, you know, kind of in between the, the humans and you two to kind of be the, the the mediator between my group and hopefully the future group that we go on this trek with. Interesting. Okay. Sounds good. And the one of the humans comes over and checks with Cornelius and asks, are, are you guys ready to go? Um, I am. However, these two have kind of been on the fence, but they're here, so I'm guessing that they have decided to, to join me. We have also brought along some rhinos um, with food and water to get us um, through the journey, as well as a ship to get us across the bay um, to shorten the load on our feet. Um, Great. That sounds perfect. And are we going to head out? Yeah, let's head out. All right, yes, let's head let's out. Head out. So we head out, and we head north. Um, I'm going to post this map, I think, to or give the map to somebody so that we can post it on on when it comes out um, to give reference to what we're talking about. Uh, we head north from Dracoberry Bay. There is a river that flows inland from the bay that we need to ford with our boat. And we all take turns hopping aboard the boat, getting across the river, uh, and I'm assuming we just leave the boat on the other side because I don't see going into the desert why we would need to tr- bring a boat with us. No, I want to carry the boat myself. Okay. okay, that's what I figured you were going to do. <laughs> okay, so we leave the boat and we trek into further into the desert. And as deserts are, they are not fun to, to be in. Um, we keep heading north toward the mountain range. It's it's hot, but of course, Clamp being a native to this region, he doesn't seem perturbed at all by any of this. Um, the rhinos seem fine. They are also native to this land. Pierre is noticeably struggling with the hot, and he seems irritable. But he perks up, as if he just had like the greatest thought of all time and you see him shapeshift into a camel <laughs> and continues <laughs> to walk alongside everyone else <laughs> with yes. very with very happy camel body language which i couldn't describe to you even if i had looked it up myself <laughs> <laughs> he's sidestepping um, yeah, yeah, he's like strutting, yep. big old gangly legs. Yeah. The, the only, the only question I have is: he a one humped or a two humped camel? Oh, two humps, damn right, for sure. Okay, two humps. Hump day. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the junk on top of the truck. Yes. <laughs> How's Cornelius holding up in this in this desert? Cornelius is not doing particularly well, sure. um, since he is half human. Um, he suffers from. Uh, the thirst as um, humans tend to do. Um, So he is definitely partaking in some of the water that 
Lonjong was nice enough to send her away, but he's not a greedy elf. So he does try to ration the water as best as he can, but being a half-human, it, it is getting difficult. But um, being that Pierre is a one-humped camel, Cornelius Two decides... Well, Two-humped well. camel. Cornelius decides to um, sling his way on top of Pierre <laughs> so he can ride the rest of the way in between the humps. Okay. Well, Pierre grunts in dismay. Uh, if he could communicate with you, which he cannot in camel form, he would have told you that there are perfectly good rhinos for you to ride, but yet you chose to ride him. Spit on him. <laughs> that, is, that is correct, sir. That is correct. All right. Because now, Can... now I get to lay on my head on one hump and my feet up on the other hump, <laughs> and I can put my arms behind my head and lay down and peacefully ride along. All right. Well, can I get a survival check from all of you, please? Uh-oh. Don't roll a one, Clamp, as you've been known to do. Uh, Clamp has advantage as he is a native, so you roll two d20s. Suck it, nerd. Two? Ooh, two d20s. You do not. Clamp. Yeah, I do. I know it. I I know I don't. I, I rolled I rolled a 13. Boom! Uh, I did a 13 the first time and a 19 the second time. Hey, okay. Clamp is unbothered, clearly. Yes. Um, would you roll Cornelius 13 plus 16? I got a 13. 16. Okay. Do I have any right, plus so... on that? What's that? Do I have any plus uh, on uh, that? You have a 2 bonus. So, so I was 21. 20... Yeah. Um, okay, we, we keep continuing uh, our course. What, so... what, did, what did Pierre roll? A 19. He's camel. Oh, okay, well. It's... I should have. Yeah, I didn't even give myself advantage in camel form. Yeah. Should, yeah, wow. you should have gotten at least a plus one in camel yeah. form. Um. Okay, so we we keep going. Uh, we're 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 truck trucking along. We're we're. Ha I'd say, you see the tip, just the tip. Ooh. Of the Ooh. mountain ranges off in the distance. Can I However, ask how many how many other um besides us three, how many is in our group? Six. So there's, there's, yeah, there's the three other humans. Yeah, three other humans and then us three. Okay. So, make a perception roll for me, please, everybody. I got a 20. 17. Uh, 13. Perfect. So, we, we see the tips of the mountains on the horizon, the, the just the tips of the mountain ranges on the horizon, which we are assuming is our destination. Uh, however, you also see to your front right, I should say, you're, you're like, you're two o'clock. Uh, you see a couple of what you assume to be bodies face down in the sand. Um, and we all as a group are approaching. You see that the... One, you see one of the, the or two of the humans going towards the bodies. Okay. Are we going to do anything to stop them from going to the bodies? Uh, no. I would like to. I, I would like to. I would like to steer Pierre if possible. <laughs> Pierre is his. Pierre is his own sentient being, so he can he do what he wants. So I would like to, at you know, at best, maybe grab Pierre's ears and <laughs> nudge him to follow the humans. 
Okay. Uh, Pierre gives you a what I can only assume is a camel groan, which I don't know what that sounds like. Roar. If he could, yeah, <laughs> if he could spit on you, he would. But you are on his back. Um, and you you follow these two humans out of the the three going up, and you you see that they are Dogrith clan uh, bodies face down. They are clearly dead. They have been for a while. Um, the the blood that was in the sand has evaporated and left this weird residue. Um, and I'm going to have everyone roll initiative. I got a 17. I got 17 a, plus I got a six, 16. And then 17 plus 4, Cornhole. It's my initiative plus 4, let me check. Yeah. I got 16, so plus 1, so 17. Okay. Yes. So you and have a 21. Initiative, initiative is in dexterity, right? It's right next to your armor class up top. Top middle. Yes, plus 4 for initiative. So Pierre rolled a 12 plus 4, 16. Okay. So... You see Cornhole and Cornel- or, uh, Pierre. Cornelius and Pierre are following these two humans, and they're standing over these bodies. And from the dunes next to you, um, where this is where you're assuming these arrows come from, because two arrows come flying from those dunes and hit these two humans straight in the neck. And they fall over dead. Fuck. Next to these dragon borns that are face down already Mm. so now like I said we already rolled initiative so I am going to roll for what you now see are bandits assumed to be bandits standing up on top of the dunes shooting arrows down okay Um, so they're gonna you know what I mean like in a movie, they keep shooting and shooting. We're we're doing the whole like move, <laughs> um, but let's see, it's an eighteen and then a five and then a four. Okay, Cornelius, you are mm-hmm. first as okay. usual. Well, I would like to use my newly acquired. Uh, crossbow to attack these bandits. Okay, so uh, in the future I'm going to try to have a map ready so I can present it through Skype, um, just so all the viewers know. But right now we're just doing it theater of the mind. So there's you look up on the horizon, there's one bandit that is clearly the leader and then there are two other bandits that are also there with bows. Okay. So you can go ahead and take your pick from those three. They're uh, pretty... I... Equal equidistance away from you. Okay, I will take the leader. Okay. And hoping you want to that shoot once, your bow at him. Is, once, I would like to shoot my crossbow at him. Okay. And hope and hoping once the leader is dead, the other two scurry in fear. Okay, so you have a plus eight to your attack. Roll a d twenty for me, please. I rolled an eighteen. Okay, so that hits. So go ahead and roll a d ten for me, please. Doing that now. Ooh, and I rolled a nine. 
I rolled a nine, so okay. You hit this bandit right in the chest, but he doesn't seem too bothered by it, which is odd. So now it is the bandit captain's turn, and he is going to run his way down the dune towards Cornelius, although he does not get there in one turn. Okay. So he is going to have to pass the rest of his turn as he was a little too far to run straight up to you. Now it is JC's turn. Woohoo. Um ooh. Force Lightning. So the which one? Let's go lead one again. The the Eldritch Blast regular one? Yeah. Or you want to go to the big one? Oh no, uh the, just the Eldritch Blast. Okay, perfect. So I believe that is two thirty eight. Uh, roll a d twenty for me. Nineteen. Nineteen. That hits. So you <laughs> are going to do one. What on the first shot? Uh, Everybody uh, drinks. Uh. Wow. It's been a while. It's been a while since uh, yeah, it has. Clamp has I hit was... on the first shot. On the first shot, yep. All right, so roll me a d10 for me, please, as you have hit him with your Eldritch Blast. D10, and I got a... Oh, nine! Nine! Add a kid! Add a kid! That's how we do it, right. Cornelius! So you see the bandit captain mid-run mm-hmm. down the dune get zapped by the uh, pink lightning, if yes. I remember correctly. Yes, of course, the pink, pink force lightning. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings up Pierre. Now, Pierre famously has, well, yeah, as a camel. So he does have to spend his action to switch back to being a human. Ah, he he can't, he can't attack full camel. It's not a bonus. It's not a bonus. Damn it. Oh, wait, no, we're in combat. It is a bonus. Yeah, there we go. Ah. Have like, you gotta have some sort of like acid spit or something. (laughs) As a camel? Yeah. (laughs) That should be a thing where you have some sort of like whatever said animal's like main kind of defense is. You should have some sort of like variant of that. That would be awesome. Alright, so I totally forgot that in combat I get it as a bonus action. So I will use that to switch back to Elf Pierre. And I will shoot no, I because I don't have a bow. I will use my staff slash spear with the little uh, pointy end that comes out, and I will also throw this at the bandit captain. God damn, he's still alive. Oh yeah, dude, and that does not hit. Ah. So Pierre ah. throws his spear and misses the bandit captain. It plops right into the sand at his feet. Mm. So now it is the first bandit's turn, and the first bandit is going to run down the sand dunes um, towards the group that is near the dead bodies. Uh, I'm assuming that Clamp is slightly behind mm-hmm. all of us with the other human. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Perfect. So, yeah, you guys are safe for now, as far as range goes. Um 
So now we are back to the top of the round at Cornelius. So now all of them are within range of everybody. So we can all do whatever we want to do. Okay. I would, um, if I'm not mistaken, my crossbow is my strongest weapon that I now hold. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. So I'd like to use my crossbow again on the uh, on the leader. Okay. Roll a d20 for me, plus 8. Ooh, 16, so 24. 24 hits. Are you doing any spells? I would like to do a Hail of Thorns. Hail of Thorns. Yes. Which is... A, a d10. D10. Corny, that... Uh... So 2d10 for me, then. Corny, uh, sidebar, that uh, that over's looking pretty good right now my friend hey, that a kid? <laughs> oh and uh cornelius uh oh, do you, yeah. does your colossus uh damage also <laughs> come into play here colossus slayer when you hit an enemy you do additional 1d8 if the enemy is below its maximum hit points which it yes, does because we, so you need to roll hit him 2d10 and a 1d you say eight or six it's an eight 1d8 for me, please. So and add them 10. all together. I already rolled a d10, so I'm going to keep that 10. Sure. So, Uh-oh. Uh, you 1d8 now. Hold on. Hold on. Robo, I jumped, I jumped Cor- ahead of you. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on, Cornel. We, you, were, you were kind of lagging out. What did you say? You rolled a 10, and then you rolled another 10, which was what? No, no, no. I didn't roll a second d10. I rolled right. a D10 because I already knew what I was going to have to roll after I rolled my D20. Right. So I rolled a D10 automatically. Right. I hit 10, so I'm not going to get anything better than that. So right. I'm not going to roll two D10s. So I'm just going to go into no, a No, D8 no, no, no. My... You roll two D10s and add them for damage, dude. It's not like you take the better one. Oh, okay. Well, then that, in that case, I will roll yes, two D10s. Yes, please. <laughs> and I got 15. So together you rolled two d10s and got 15. So now I roll a d8. Oh, that card is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I got an 8. And an 8. So you did 23 damage. <laughs> oh, that card is fucked. <laughs> so Cornhole loads up his crossbow, shoots this crossbow bolt. As soon as it plows itself into this dude's chest, thorns come flying out and spread across his chest as well. Yeah. And you see him, like, noticeably uh. lurch forward with how much uh, damage that's going to do to his body. Okay. It is the bandit's captain. He is very uppity mm-hmm. with Cornhole and Cornelius. What? It didn't kill him? Nope. So oh, he runs right at Cornelius, and he is going to try to hack him in half. Now, good luck. Good luck. The bandit captain does a multi attack, which is three melee attacks. So he gets to roll three d20s. Woo! So we got a uh, do 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 and a do do. And it is a plus five, plus five, plus five. Okay. Cornelius, you have how much AC? 18. Armor class. Mm -hmm. So he does a 23, an 11, and a 16. So he hits you with one of these slashes. And he hits you for six damage. Okay, that's fine. I'll take it. 
now you have 25 health, 25. right? Yeah, 25 health. So, Clamp, it is your turn, sir. Uh, let's, uh, let's do some Force Lightning again. Just the same one as before. Okay, go ahead and roll me a d20. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. 18. Ah, okay, that hits, so roll me a d10, right? Yep, d10, d10, there you are, d10, and we got a 7. Ah. All right. Look at Clamp. Look fucking, at Clamp. Fucking carrying us <laughs> this, this go around. about goddamn time. About goddamn time with that fucking force lightning. <laughs> I know this is unbearable, but I need a timestamp. That's fine. Oh, oh, corny, this fucking over, baby. Oh, doesn't it feel good to actually hit your fucking target? Yeah, that and fucking hit this over, son. <laughs> what is it? What's the, what's the fucking score? Uh, it's 21-18 with three minutes left to go, but the pace is fast. I'm liking it. Okay, so as long so 21-18? Yeah. So we need a couple points on the back end because we got yeah. seven and a half. Yeah, still got still got three minutes left, plenty of time. And we took so if LA wins, we win money. And if yeah. LA wins by seven or more, seven and a half, eight or more, we win money. Yep. And then if they win, if they score two nineteen, yep. then we're good. Yep. I yeah. forgot to tally in what we win. I think it's like eight dollars more, so we win that's like fine. thirty bucks for yeah. our. For our 20? Yeah, that's for five of me. $10 is $10, man. It's a trip to McDonald's. There you go. All right. Three, two, one. All right. Yes, it is about time that Eldritch Blast started hitting every single round. Oh, man. It feels so good to actually, no offense, have some help in hitting (laughs) a All right. So it is Pierre's turn yet again. Oh, now you don't. Now, here's my question for us non D and D aficionados. Since your staff is now in the sand, yep. what the fuck do you do? I have to either run and retrieve it, which would give him an opportunity attack, as I have to like reach down and get it. Okay. Or I pull my simtar out and I attack and then pick it up later. Okay. Which is what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to run up with my simtar because I do have a backup weapon. Um, and attack him with that. And I miss. Swinging wildly. But now you are very close. The Simtar is up close. Yes, it's a sword. So I, me, and, me, you, and him are all pretty much right on top of each other now. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's, right, then... because he came, that's right, because he came up and attacked me after I... Right. Destroyed him for 20 And Clamp and the other human are back near each other. And the other human is not participating in this battle because he's still confused at why his friends are dead. <laughs> um, and then the other bandits are coming down the hill, about to close in on us as a group, or they can sprint towards Clamp. Um, and one of them is going to sprint towards Clamp. And attack him with their scimitar. 
which he rolled a 13, which does not hit Clamp. Does not hit Clamp. No <laughs> fucking way. Suck it, nerds. Now the other bandit is going to run up to Pierre. Uh-oh. And attack Pierre. And he rolled a 5, and that also misses. Okay, my so, turn again. We are back at the top of the round. So now, Cornelius, if I can uh, paint you a picture here, you and Pierre are standing right next to each other. The bandit captain's kind of in between you, and then there's another bandit on Pierre's side. And then Clamp okay. is behind you, and so is the other human with another bandit behind you. I want to finish off this this captain, because he has been a thorn in our side long enough. Uh-huh. So it is time for him to go. Okay. I don't have... Now... I don't have Hail of Thorns anymore because I, if I remember correctly, I need to rest to reload yeah. that spell. Is that correct? Uh, let me look up your spell slots. I think you have three spells, so you can do two more of whichever one you want to do, if I remember correctly. No, I thought I he mean, could only use it one per... Like, well, we've leveled up. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're level three now, so you have three spell slots, so you can choose any of those to do... Three times. Three times. Okay. Okay. Well, then, I would also like to attack him since he is so close mm-hmm. i want to go for a neck shot with my long sword oh long sword okay uh, or great sword uh, yeah my great sword thank you Which is a yeah, plus my great sword. six it's a plus eight a plus a, no a plus uh, sword eight. is plus six range okay, for well, you is never, plus eight then never mind i will go plus eight i will go with my crossbow sure um Keep with the more powerful. So I got to roll a d20 first. Mm-hmm. And I got a 17. 17. That hits. And then I got to go for uh, Hail of Thorns. I'm doing 2d10s. Is that correct? Uh, 2d10s plus a d8 now. But yes. Because of my Colossus Slayer. Right. right. Uh, one second. 2d10s. I'm not going to be nitpicky this round. But next time, you are going to have to tell me Hail of Thorns before you roll. But I'm not oh. going to be nitpicky this time. I thought I was making it perfectly obvious when I asked if I could do it again, but okay. I know. So I got a ten, so that's not great on that one. On the two d tens, you roll the ten. On the two, I, on the two d tens, I roll a ten. One d eight, and I got an eight on that one. Ooh. All right, Cornell. What's it look like when the bandit leader dies to your hail of thorns crossbow? Okay, so the crossbow arrow hits him in the heart, but the hail of thorns is so wide that it immerses his face, so he is now fighting in the shade, if you will. Of thorns. Of thorns. Okay. Perfect. And he is is dead. He is dead. So now, with the bandit leader dead, uh, you are going to have advantage on the other bandits because they are... um, Without their Demor- demoralized. Yeah. yeah. So any any attack you have, they are going to be with advantage. So the bandit is dead, which means we are at Clamp's turn. Uh, I will go after the next closest bandit. The one that's closest to you? Yes. That tried to kill you? Yes. Okay, what are you going to do? Uh, force lightning is always. I mean, come on now. It's uh, Can't get crazy. I know. Man. I mean, oh, man. It's three working. It's working. Let's see what we got. What we got. Oh, 20 for me. <laughs> 
he's on tonight. A natural 20. Oh, he's on tonight. That means you get to roll 2d10s. Ooh, 2d10s. All right, let's find my d10. Let's go, let's go double 20. Let's go double 10. Double 10. Come five. on, doubles. <laughs> uh, six for the first one. And nine for the second one. Yeah, not bad. Not what's, bad. 15, not bad. What's it look like when you murder this bandit mm. with force lightning? Ah, oh, oh, I just... the. Uh, Pink lightning just comes shooting out of my hands, and it totally just almost engulfs him. It's just so <laughs> much force lightning, and he just zaps and and he falls to the ground, dead. Does as a he goal. shit himself? Yes. Is, are, is that what you're saying? Yes. He shoots that much light, like he has that much lightning. He shits himself. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it is Pierre's turn. Now, Pierre has a new spell that he would like to use. It is called Moonbeam, which I like the shoots... sound of that. What's that? I like the sound of that. Yeah, it shoots down energy from above in a giant cylinder. Okay. And the opponent has to make a constitution saving throw, which... They have to pass a 14. Oh, and they pass it, but they take half damage, so I still roll a d10. And I rolled a 2. Ah! Yeah, not Pierre's day. Nope. Not Pierre's day. All Man, right. if we ever get all three of us to roll a hit, <laughs> God forbid. I know, right? I know. Okay, it is now the bandit's turn, who is next to Pierre and Cornelius, and he is not going to take kindly to being hit by moon damage, and he is going to attack Pierre. Now he's going to use his sword, uses a 13 plus 3, and hits Pierre for 4 damage. Not bad. Ouchie. Not bad. You, got a, you got a little cut. And we are back to Cornelius's turn. All right. Well, I'm not going to waste my hail. This is going to be, I think this might be the end of of this guy. I'm not going to waste my hail of thorns or my Colossus. You don't have to waste Colossus. It's free. Oh, it's perfect. Well, then I will go ahead and throw that in there. Um, Let's go ahead and do that. So roll so a d20 roll, for me. D, roll d20, and I hit with a 10. So Ooh. do I hit the guard with the 10? 10 plus 8, yes, hits. Hey. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. And then I roll a 1d8 for my Colossus. 1d10 for your crossbow and 1d8 for your um, Colossus, yes. And add them together. A, a 10 is 7, so then my 1d8 would be... A six, so 13? Yep. 13. All right, Cornelius, what does it look like when you kill this bandit? Hey. Well, I actually aim for his uh, left eyeball. Okay. Since he is so close. And True. I just aim as perfectly and as smoothly as one archery uh, proficiency can aim. And I just, I mean, it's almost so good that his eyeball comes out the back end of his skull that's how still on the is. arrow still on the arrow nice all right well 
all our bandits are dispatched. The uh, our our sad human friend is still <laughs> confused at what happened because that took maybe what five turns. Yep. <laughs> which is about less than a minute in real life in D&D. &D. Um, and, and yeah, uh, do you guys want to loot the dead bodies now? Well, or of do you want to do it uh, on the next episode? Uh... Let's go ahead. Let's, let's, let's do it on the next episode, yeah. actually. Yeah. I would agree. All right, well, that's where we're going to leave it. We just dispatched all these bandits. These Dogrith also maybe have something as well. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, you'll have to find out next time Yes. on the Cheers to Pop Culture D&D quest. Um, as always, cheers. 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 Here's to swimming with bow-legged women.